This is Patricia Casey with You Can Cook Too. And I'm recording this from my home on today, Easter Sunday. It's April the 12th and we're all in lockdown. The recipe I'm going to do for you today and that I hope you will try in the coming days when you have a bit more time than usual is an unusual one because you wouldn't believe it, but cabbage can be stuffed and it's a stuffed cabbage. It's called Dalmas or Dalmanos or the Italian version Cavallo Ripieno. Dalmas or Dalmades literally means to stuff. Plants and and vegetables of this sort are very common throughout Europe, not so much in Ireland. So I thought I would do this recipe for you. It's, I would have thought more Italian than Turkish or Balkan. So it's, it's got a lot, it's got some tomato in it and some tomato juice dressing it. So there's a lot of red and the red and green are a gorgeous mixture together. So for it, you need a head of white cabbage. Use the, the cabbage. It's usually quite heavy. There are no sort of outer or very few outer damaged leaves. There may be the occasional one, but not very many. The leaves are very thin and fine and they're not sort of bubbly like you get with the green cabbages. So use use this and it's a tedious job, but you will need to get the leaves off the cabbage without tearing them because you'll need the whole leaves to wrap around the meat filling. And there are several ways you can do that. The first way is to tediously simply peel peel off the outer leaves very gently, um, throw away the damaged ones or use them for a stew or something, but, but, but try and keep them whole and peel them off gently. And when you get them off, you then cut off the stalk, the, the thick white stalk that usually takes up the lower half of the cabbage leaf, cut that off. The other way and probably a faster, it may not be faster, but it's probably easier way to do it is to take the whole head of cabbage, put it into water, into boiling water or water that's just off the boil with some salt in it, bring it back up to the boil and that will soften the outer leaves of the cabbage. If you want to, before you plunge the cabbage in, you can take a very sharp knife and cut round that um, thick stalk that goes up through the cabbage. But you can, if you don't, you can just put the cabbage in without doing that and then cut off the stalk when you when the leaves come out nice and soft. So you will need two cabbage leaves per person. So I'm going to do this recipe here for for four people. So you will need 350 grams of minced beef. You'll need an onion peeled and finely chopped and do chop it finely by hand if you can and if not use a machine because if, if the onion is too um, big, um, it will come protrude th- through the meat and will cut the cabbage and that will, not very nice looking when it's cooked. You need 50 grams of mushrooms washed, peeled if you want to and, and sliced. You need tomato skinned and finely chopped. You need a teaspoon oregano. Um, the dried oregano will be fine. You need 15 ml spoon, that's a tablespoon of tomato puree, maybe a bit more if you like it, a bit more tomatoey. You need salt and freshly ground pepper in order to bring up the flavour and according to your liking. And you will need 250 mils of 
tomato juice, one five ml spoon of corn flour, that's a teaspoon of corn flour, a few drops of Worcester sauce and some grated cheese. Now, in a frying pan, you non-stick frying pan, you fry the meat. You don't need any oil because the mince will have its own fat and it will fry in that. And do it in batches because if you do it all together, it will take longer and it'll be lumpy and you'll have to break up the lumps and all the rest of it. So that can be a bit of a nuisance. And then you add, um, as you're cooking that, you add these finely chopped onion, the sliced mushrooms until they're brown. And that takes just a few minutes, three or four minutes. And then you stir in your tomato, which you've skinned and chopped, the teaspoon of oregano and the tablespoon of tomato puree and your salt and pepper. And you mix it all around and have a taste at that point to see you've enough salt and pepper on it. And then you take your cabbage leaves and you, as I say, make sure that you've taken off the stalk. And then you put about a tablespoon, tablespoon and a half of cabbage of, of the meat mixture, I beg your pardon, into the cabbage. And then you fold the cabbage round it. If you want to turn them into neat sausages, you can try. I've never managed to do it because the leaves are never big enough. But if you turn them into parcels, that's absolutely fine too. And you may want to secure them with a cocktail stick. Put the cocktail stick through the cabbage end um, horizontally so that you hold down that bit that's that's um, that's that's loose, the loose end as it were. If, if you don't want to use a cocktail stick, let that be the downside that's against the base of the pan you're going to bake it in. Then take a saucepan and to that, into the saucepan, you put your tomato juice, your 250 mils of tomato juice and add a teaspoon of corn flour with a little bit of water to, to mix it. And then you add that to the tomato sauce. You, it doesn't need to be very thick at all, just to make it slightly less runny. That's all. And then on top of that, into that, you put a few drops of Worcester sauce, four or five drops of Worcester sauce, just to give it a slight little lift, a slight little bit of tang. And you pour half of that over the stuffed cabbages. They'll be in a dish. You cover the dish tightly because if you don't, the cabbage leaves will get it will will get burnt and the liquid the tomato juice will evaporate so you you cover it tightly and you cook it in a moderate oven that's about 180 degrees celsius for an ordinary oven or 160 celsius for a fan oven and so you can check it as you're going because everything is already cooked so you're really just cooking it up and giving giving the flavors a chance to develop and enrich and then just before the end of cooking pour the remainder of the tomato juice over it scatter um, some cheese some cheddar cheese or some grated mozzarella cheese grated cheddar or grated mozzarella just just um, a couple of tablespoonfuls and let that put that back in the oven while you're keeping it hot to serve and that will melt into it and this looks absolutely gorgeous the green the red and the and the and the yellow look look absolutely stunning and you can serve it with chunky bread and a salad if you want or with rice and a side salad or maybe if you wanted some other vegetables like long stem broccoli tender stem broccoli or something like that it's lovely and i hope you enjoy it the only piece of music and the only Italian artist I could possibly link this dish to. It relates to the day that's in it, Easter Sunday, April the 12th, because it's today that Andre Bocelli has just finished a solo concert on his own, apart from an organist, inside the 
cathedral in Milan. He was there on his own. He was isolated. And he finished the concert with Amazing Grace, which he did on the steps of the cathedral. The whole concert was absolutely astonishing. And the funds that he raises from it, because it's up on his own YouTube channel and one has to have a subscription for that. And the funds he's raising for that will be used to buy equipment for hospitals um, treating people in in. Italy with the coronavirus. And of course, Milan is the centre, is the main city in Lombardy, which is the part of Italy that has been most devastated by the virus. Um, Bocelli himself had has had an unusual career. He's, of course, as everybody knows, a very wonderful tenor and he comes to Ireland regularly and, and packs houses. He, he, his, when, when his mother was pregnant with him, she was advised by the doctors to have an abortion because it was felt that he had some disability Disability. And abortion in those days was allowed in Italy for on the grounds of disability. That was in about 1950-something um, or other, late 19, 1950s. He's 61 at the moment. So that was the late 1950s. But his mother declined it. She refused to. And he was born. And he did have a visual problem called um, congenital glaucoma. But he was not blind at the time. And he was very interested and very talented musically. He learned many instruments. He learned the drums, guitar guitar, saxophone, trombone and a piano, of course. And then he began singing. He's best known for his for his tenor's voice. And he's got a, a, a particularly striking voice that's instantly recognisable. He's got many, many friends in high places. Prince Albert or King Albert II of Monaco is a great fan of his. Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York and Unlikely, but nevertheless a very ardent fan. Um, he sang a concert with Celine Dion and with her recorded a song called The Prayer and she commented afterwards that God has, if God has a singing voice it must surely sound like Bocelli's and Elizabeth Taylor described um, his voice as a God-given gift. In 2010 he came out as it were as pro-life and so he has got a huge following um, in those quarters as well and there's a famous piano piece that he has played where he talks about pro-life position and the reason for it relating to um, his mother's refusal to to um, abort him. His life, though, was marred by blindness at the age of 12. He was playing a football match and he, he had a head injury that resulted in a brain hemorrhage and he became blind as a result of that. But it didn't deter him and he has continued to record phenomenal amounts if you if you check it on the internet he is he travels the world he sings in many operas every year he's recorded at least at least 15 albums and so here he is now for you singing his concluding song at today's solo concert amazing grace Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Was blind. 